Hello and welcome to another podcast from The Practical Medium, and I am Michelle, your Practical Medium. So today I'm going to talk about signs and give you an earworm of signs, signs, everywhere there's signs. And so have that driving you nuts as it plays in your head in the background as an earworm while you listen to this. Yeah, I'm like that actually. No, in all seriousness, the um, what I want to talk about are signs from the other side and how they seem to magically appear or they seem to be put in our way, how we notice them when they weren't there before and how they actually work. Now, what people do is what they, when they lose a physical person from the physical, they look for physical things to know that, to, to, to be assured that the person they are looking for is still there. And that can come in any number of forms. It can be a dime, it can be a penny, a nickel, a quarter, uh, half dollars even, which are tend to be more unusual, but that happens. Um, feathers, birds, um, you know, a flower, anything like that. And so you're looking for these things and you become tuned into them. And then when you see them, you think, oh, it's a sign from my loved one. Well, okay, so sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And that's not to dismiss every sign as not being from somebody. It's more along the lines of let's have some critical thinking and insight on a sign so we know and we can be confident and secure in the knowledge that what we are seeing is truly a sign from our loved one. So there's some different ways that signs work from the other side and how we see them, how we perceive them, how we're aware of them. And sometimes there are signs that we don't realize are actually a sign. That has to do with the fact that we're so focused on looking at one thing as a sign that we don't recognize that there are other things as a sign in our in our purview or in our hearing. Because even signs can come as from an audio audio point of view too. So let me get started on the whole idea of signs. What I have seen the most common way of people looking for signs has to do with songs, sometimes a bird or a feather from a specific kind of bird, coins of all denominations. Um, you're looking, people looking for, um, you know, flowers that they don't normally see and any small thing that had a meaning to them because it was important to their pers- their partner or their family member and they see it and they think it's a sign being put in their path and that that person on the other side actually put that sign there, whatever it might be. But what I'm going to start saying is, and I'm not trying to burst people's bubbles on signs, but there needs to be an understanding of what really is a sign and what is coincidence. And now I'm not going to say that every time somebody sees a sign, it's a coincidence because it's not, uh, but occasionally it is. And it's sometimes it's a little too convenient and sometimes it's just not what it is. And that causes people to overlook other signs because they are so focused on these certain things, they don't realize that signs can come in other ways. So on that note, we are going to get into the basics of signs. All right. So, um, Let's say that somebody had a pact with their grandfather or grandmother that they would leave pennies or dimes or nickels 
in their way. It, it, in, you know, in uh, lay, leave them lying around if they, they died as a sign that they're still here. So, and often, I think coins are the, probably the most common sign I've, I've, I've read about and come across that people see coins in, in the this, this specific denomination left around. And um, I'll tell you one thing. Coins, yes, are easily manipulated by the other side and they can sometimes nudge them to be in the way of, in the pathway of somebody at a certain time for them to find. Um, glitches in the matrix also happen so that a coin can be lifted from one spot and let put to another, but that does take a lot of effort for the person on the other side of the fence to actually manipulate a coin. So that physical effort isn't always um, replicable by them. They don't always have the strength. They have to build their strength the same way we build our muscles. They have to build their, their uh, uh, astral muscles. I have no other good word for it. So they have to work on building that up, building up their strength to be able to do these things on a regular basis. But what it is much easier to do and what the person who is living doesn't recognize is that there sometimes their attention is drawn to that object as a sign because somebody on the other side can easily get the attention of the person who's physical and say, hey, look there, look, look, look. Look, you know that thing you're looking for? It's right there. And even though the living person will not hear that, they'll still feel the impulse to, to look. And how many people who are looking for signs have felt an urge, however subtle, to look in a certain way or to look down or to, you know, stop what they're doing and look whatever way. And it's not really strong. It's just, um, it's just like, oh, hey, that comes out of the blue. Why did I do that? And oh my God, there was my sign. So that is how somebody on the other side of the fence gets a physical person on this side of the fence to see these things like dimes and quarters and nickels because if they can see something, if they can detect or anticipate somebody walking in a place where a coin has already fallen from somewhere else, like from somebody's pocket or purse, that happens, uh, they can grab the attention of the living to say, that's the coin, look at it right now. And... You may not realize it because you don't hear them the way you're used to hearing them, but the impulse is there and they put that impulse in your head and it's nothing evil. It's just something they do. It's the same thing. If somebody was in your ear telling you this, you'd look, you know, you'd look over there and you go, oh, hey, that's the nickel. That's the quarter. That's the half dollar. My God, that's the sign. But now from your point of view, as a physical human being, you're thinking, well, wait, that got put there. So that's really freaking awesome. And that's yes and no. Sometimes it's put there. Sometimes it's just your attention was drawn to it. Does that make the sign any less special? Absolutely not. They wanted you to see that sign so you knew with no uncertain terms, they are still here in your life and wanting to connect with you. So it doesn't make it any less special. It's just looking at it from a logical point of view. And people don't have to take this logic if they don't want to. If they want to take the narrative that got put in their way, that's perfectly fine. But for those of you who are interested in understanding the mechanics of this, that's how it happens. And it's easy for the other side to do, to get your attention, to make you look at something. And it's, sometimes it's a little easy for them to nudge something a couple of inches to get in your way. The, can they always pick these things up? Not necessarily. 
it takes a lot of effort. So, you know, it's, but again, either way it happens, it is a special thing and it is valid. It does not mean that the sign was um, a joke or that, you know, it was just, you know, somebody having a fun with you because how many people really physically know that you have made a pact with somebody on the other, that has passed to leave you signs? You know, unless you told a whole bunch of people and even then they are not about to go out of their way unless they're a really asshole of, of a human being to leave quarters or whatever in your way to and take pleasure in knowing they fooled you. That's just, sure, people might do it, but chances are likely are not. So the fact of the matter is, it is an actual sign. The sign was brought to your attention because somebody saw that you happened to be in the same vicinity as the object that is your sign between the two of you and grabs your attention and says, here, look, here, I'm here, and this is my proof I'm here. So, yeah, so in that regards, again, it is, um, it is an actual, it acts, it's a phenomenon, it's just not, it just doesn't happen the way most people might think it does. And that's all. I'm not trying to dismiss it or say, tell people that, you know, that signs are bogus or anything like that. I'm just trying to still explain, yes, signs are what you think they are. And when you see birds, cardinals. So I had to actually stop and delete some of that because I had cardinals specifically in my head. And it was like, why am I got the, the birds cardinals? I mean, I love them. I think they're a neat little bird. And I love looking for the little flashes of red in the, in the, um, as they fly from tree to tree. But if there is somebody who is listening to this podcast and has an affinity for cardinals, or maybe there's more than one person, which is okay. Whoever you are, you have somebody here with me who wanted me to say cardinals. So I don't know who it's for. This is an example of mediumship in the wild. But somebody has um, somebody who is letting them know that they are acknowledging that you see the cardinals that they bring to your attention. So in that that note, if you want to um, email me and let me know who you are, please do so. And I'll leave my email in the box uh, for the description box uh, below the podcast. So anyway, back to seeing signs. The whole thing with the signs is that you are supposed to, um, you know, you, your your attention's drawn to them, and when you can, when you see them, you know that they are that person is there and is sending you a sign, and you can take comfort in it, and you can enjoy the whole experience and feel a little more better about what's going on. So now that I had my, I got tripped up a little bit, I need to get back on track. Um, So the whole mechanism of signs, and this is something that Ken wants me to discuss, and it has to do with songs on the radio. And I think this is something that is, while it is valid as a sign, the whole idea that somehow the other people on the other side can get a... um, uh, a radio DJ to put a song on for that for the person that they're trying to connect with at the exact time they happen to be near a radio 
it's a little much to expect because they don't have that influence with the DJ. It's, it's like they have about as much influence with getting a DJ to play a song as we did in the old days of trying to call in and, and leave a song request when, you know, you have millions of people in an area trying to do the same thing. And um, so that is a little bit um, not going to happen. However, that's not to say that a song on the radio that is significant to you and that person is not a sign or it's not invalid. It is very valid. But let's go back to the whole concept of having your attention drawn to that to the song on the radio. Or, in some cases, you change the channel and after listening to one station and you change it to another station and then your song's playing. Why do you think that happens? It's not because they were able to get the DJ to cue up a song. I mean, that does happen occasionally, but not nearly as much as, uh, as commonly as you might think. But what does happen is, again, they're sitting next to you in the car and they're going, change the channel, change the channel, change the channel. Come on, change the channel. Like that. And when you, when the person who is driving the car or changing the channel on the radio catches the impulse, because it's not a, it's a, it's a, it's like an indirect command. So when you get the, that impulse to change the channel and find another song, well, that's what's happening. You're being directed to find that song so they can tell you, you are there. You are there with them, rather, excuse me, that they are there. I'm getting my pronouns screwed up. I apologize. Uh, that they are with you. They are the ones who are getting, know that the song is on a station because they know. They have the knowledge. It's kind of freaky and funky like that, but that's how I get my knowledge is from the other side. And it's freaky and funky too because I couldn't tell you half the time how some of this stuff comes through. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but th so that's what happens. You get told to change the channel or tune up the volume, turn up the volume, or just pay attention to the song that's on and realize that's our song playing. Or that's a song that had special significance to them or anything like that. When you get that impulse to listen to a song or, or turn on the radio or anything like that, and you have a, an association, a song association with somebody who's passed, that's what's happening. You're just getting your attention drawn to the radio. And it's pretty cool, actually. In my, in, it's, you know, to, to have a shared set of songs that mean something to you and your partner and or to a family member. And to know that when you hear those songs, you can definitely a apply that to them and take comfort in that being the song between the two of you guys. Um, it's a wonderful thing. I will never take away a sign from anybody. So... You know, and again, I just got the image of a butterfly, and it's another, that's just a random image that popped in. And I realize uh, butterflies are kind of common, but this happens to be a monarch butterfly. So, again, if somebody is out there listening to this, and a, a, a monarch butterfly or a type of butterfly with an orange wing with black spots and trim, again, please message me so I can just know that. You know, we can maybe talk a little bit about what it's the meaning is, but somebody would like that person to hear to to know that they're here. <laughs> I don't have any more information than that because my my, my mind is focused on the sign stuff. So uh, I'm now having gotten that one out. We'll see what else comes through while I'm while I'm in the flow, and I'm going to talk about how signs get overlooked in favor of uh, other signs. Uh, so. 
We are visual. Humans are visual creatures. And we like to use our eyes primarily because that's who we are as uh, on an evolutionary scale and who we just are as an everyday person. We use our eyes first. So we are looking for signs, but we are not necessarily always hearing for signs. And even if we're hearing for signs, we think of songs. We don't think of random weird noises. So I'm going to share a, a couple of stories about signs. And if you've listened to the, um, I think I've talked about the gangbanger in the podcast. Yeah, I did. Um, in one of my podcasts, I talked about a gangbanger kicking uh, cardboard boxes uh, that were in the room next to me. That's an unmistakable sign. But there's other more subtle weird stuff, I tell you, that I hear from around here. Uh, so I'm about, let me see, I'm about eight feet from my refrigerator in my kitchen. I live in an apartment, so things are kind of squished. Um, so my refrigerator is near me. But in refrigerators, make noises. Their compressors turn off and they knock or, you know, things shift because they do um you know so you might get the occasional noise right i'm sure everybody's heard a noise come from their fridge well imagine random knocks for no goddamn good reason coming from the fridge that's because ken's in my refrigerator somehow managing to wrap his knuckles against it or make something move i don't know what to get my attention or just to say it's like if I've got something that's starting to go bad in the fridge and it stinks he's like on my ass to get the thing out of there before it gets gross <laughs> you know practical stuff like that so if you have um so if you have weird things like that happening I for whatever reason refrigerators are easily they're easy to make the noise in I don't know if it's because of it's expansion of metal when compared to their energy I have not dug into it but it is a thing. So if you're in a quiet house and you hear something knocking, well, it might be a fridge. Uh, it might be somebody in your on your fridge wrapping their knuckles saying, hey, pay attention to me. So that's another kind of a sign that you don't really want to, you know, ignore. It, but it's, it's still, but you probably will because it's kind of freaky the first time you experience it. Because what the hell? Why is Why am I getting, you know, knocks on my refrigerator? Honestly, the person behind it is not a demon. It's the person that you love and missing, and they're just trying to find ways to get your attention. It's nothing evil. It is nothing bad. It's just somebody who is not physical trying to get your attention. And that also comes in other ways. Um, now, I think I may have talked about the cats jumping in the plastic bag in my bedroom. I had a plastic bag of garbage for a refresher. Um, but if I have not, I will explain that another one. But quickly, the cats, I had a plastic bag for garbage by my window. My ghost cats, and I have quite a few, were landing on it, jumping into the window. As I was, my head was like about two or three feet away from the said plastic bag. Yeah, I'm going to bed listening to that. You know, that's a really, really good feeling to, 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 to uh, experience. And then you think, it's, then I thought it was done and over with. And no, they keep hopping around it. So I had to get up, take the bag, and move it into another room. So if you are got bags on the floor, you know, for, for whatever reason, because you haven't moved them, um, you might want the experiment of leaving them there for a little bit, like a few days, and see if anybody steps on them, because apparently it is not that hard to make a plastic bag crinkle. Um, on other things that are crinkly, anything like that, you can leave it on the floor, 
if you don't mind being a slob for a few days in terms of being an experiment as I look from side to side about being a slob um, and see what happens. It, it's, uh, it's another way, it's another sign and you are also facilitating them uh, giving by giving them something that they can step onto and make noise and let you know you're there. Again, this stuff is freaky. Absolutely freaky, but if you can get yourself to not react too badly to it and you want to experience it again to try to build the person behind the noise, you can. It, it's possible. It's kind of like um, the night that uh, two weeks after Ken died where he stepped on the floor next to my bed and made the floor creak. How the hell did that happen? I do not know. But apparently there's enough density even when we don't have a body, we still have enough molecular density to create enough weight or contact and uh, make a bag crinkle, make a soft spot in a floor creak, um, and um, do some other stuff like um, the time that my um, my dustpan and broom got knocked over from a th from a spot I thought was nice and secure and solid for it, but apparently it was not because it got knocked over while I was trying to go to sleep. I mean, I have some really good experiences, y'all, in terms of uh, getting blown out of my sleep or trying to relax and then something happens and I'm like, oh no, that's too much. It's too much, too much for me. So yes, even me, a medium, gets my panties scared off now and again. <laughs> it's just this is my life. So I'm giving you these anecdotes of my own life so you have you can compare them against experiences you might have had with face with people on the other side trying to get your attention you may have thought that the that the wind rustled a bag um you might have thought that the fridge just had some stuff um you know moving around or some heat expansion and contraction um or in the case of knocking something over well maybe you thought you didn't lay it down on the surface soundly enough and, um, well, okay, I'm being reminded of uh, Tony, what he used to do in the weeks after he died, which was scratch in my ceiling and make me think I had squirrels. But when I would go and inspect the outside of the building, now mind you, I lived on the third floor of a three-flat, I, I, I couldn't find no way for a squirrel to get in. But he still does this crap to this day, where he, I'm li okay, I'm living in old 1920s apartments, and they use lath and plaster. So there's plaster that leaks, that bulges through on the inside of the wall. He picks that plaster off and makes it fall down between the walls and, you know, startles a bejesus out of me. Now, he only does that when he wants my attention badly, but if you've heard noises like that when your walls are in your ceiling, that might be the case too. And if the, you're more likely to hear these things in older homes because the materials in older homes are harder or they're more dried out and they're more likely to make a noise when they're dislodged. Uh, another sound that he's managed to do in this place, um, and this was probably the freakiest one, is the sound of sand running down behind the wall. Well, this that sounds impossible, but when it's not because this building is almost 100 years old, so there's a lot of deterioration of the brick on the inside of the building. And a lot of dust gathers. And all he had to do was swipe his hand on the underside of the, of the roof and just push it over the edge of the wall and make it fall down in the hollow. And again, yeah, uh, it was not something that made me feel real good. But if you've heard stuff like that, 
and I'm giving you these things in detail so you can compare them against your own experiences, or maybe not necessarily your own experiences that are like this, but you've had noises where you're, you know, things that go bump in the night, and what the hell was that? Well, freaky as they are, they are signs. All of these things I'm talking about are signs. They don't, they're not necessarily going to last in terms of their duration, but neither do the signs that you get in the other ways. So, freaky, positive, loving, um, affectionate, however the signs come, they are signs. You just have to put them into context so you can debunk them because you always, always want to debunk a sign. And the reason for that is oftentimes signs are environmental, they're coincidental, or they just happen to be uh, aligned with the sign that you're looking for. And that's, you know, it's, it's okay that you make these mistakes. Don't get hard on yourself if you do. The reason why you are doing, why I'm talking about doing this is primarily so you can be certain of the genuine, of the genuine, uh, genuineness, that's not the right word. Somebody's sticking that in my head and I, <laughs> it's the, the, uh, the reality, the, um, the veracity, God, I'm being blocked from the word I need, but basically you need to know that the sign is valid. It is real. There's only from one person that would do that to, for you or to you and that you can take uh, relief and comfort and uh, healing from knowing that that person you love sent you that sign. So, and I think that the problem with debunking a sign that some people have is that they feel disappointed that it wasn't a sign and that they're never going to get a sign. Well, I tell you what, these signs are much easier for them to come up with, to create, to generate. And you might think it's just a matter of knowing what's real and what's environmental. So on that note, that's your homework. Start listening with your ears to find on things that are unusual. Check to make sure that the sign has no other source and like, you know, like a window pane rattling or branches in the trees crackling in the wind, stuff like that. And if you cannot find any valid source for the sign, for the cause of the noise or the sign or whatever, then you can rest assured it is from the person you are looking for. So now you don't have to do this with every time you can just go ahead and, and go right into the fact that it's a sign, but when they're vague, but when they're not certain and when you're not sure, just ask the questions. That's it. And you'll be surprised at sometimes what the conclusions you come to. So on that note, happy sign hunting. Keep your ears open, eyes wide, and just wait and see what happens. It may not happen when you expect it to or when you want it to, but it will happen and you'll get the joy of, know of knowing that your loved one is still with you and they haven't left you and that they're still here to let you know, hey man, this keeps going or hey woman, we're not done yet. Uh, and on that note, I hope you all have a good one until the next time I come up with something to uh, blather on about for a half hour or so. And if you'd like to set up a reading with me, please let me know. And again, the people who, um, if anything I have said in this reading has resonated with any listener, please email me and I will put my email in the box below. 
and we can talk further. But they were very distinct and very random. And I don't get random imagery unless there's a reason for that. And okay, and on that note, I'm going to close this out. And until the next time, stay safe. <laughs>